Welcome to Creative Chemistry with Cosine, a podcast designed to help chemistry teachers break chemistry down step by step while using illustration to make your lessons more memorable and easier for students to learn. Let's get started. Welcome back to Creative Chemistry with Cosine. Today, I wanted to have on one of the most encouraging chemistry teachers I know both in person and online. She has an account. If you want to follow her on Instagram, it's chemistry and caffeine. And she will give you lots of encouraging tips, lots of help. And it's a wonderful place for inspiration. She and I talk about her journey from teaching in Australia and teaching in Scotland. And we compare the difference in teaching in the United States or versus Scotland and Australia. But I won't spoil any more of the episode. I'll let you listen for yourself. But if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or Stacy at Chemistry and Caffeine on Instagram. She'll be happy to answer your questions. Let's get started. I have a very special guest with me. It's uh, I'll call her my Instagram bestie because we're always chatting, even though we've never met in person. So I have Stacy here with me, and she's going to talk to us about teaching chemistry around the world because she's actually taught in two countries, and she'll correct me if there's more or less to that. <laughs> so Stacy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone, um, and thank you for having me on this podcast today. Um, so I'm Stacy. And on Instagram, known as Chemistry and Caffeine, because those are some of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I have taught, well, I taught in Australia. So I did all my teacher training in Australia and taught over there for a few years. And then I made the move to the complete opposite side of the world, to Scotland. And so I've been teaching over here now, too. That is awesome. When you told me that, I was like, whoa, that's incredible. So let's start with teaching in Australia. So I'd like to ask you about the schedule. So what is the schedule like for breaks or time school starts and how it relates to chemistry in Australia? Um, Yeah, so this is probably the one thing that is very different to like Scotland, UK or American schools is that Australia, we work on the calendar year. So um, got term one two three and four and it starts um basically end of January all the way to December um, which which is very very different (laughs) Um, and so yeah you got term um yeah just four terms 10 weeks each and there's a two-week break between each term um to take you through the whole year and that's basically it um so we do use seven, eight, nine, and ten. I like general science in Australia. Okay. Um, and then eleven and twelve is when you can pick chemistry, and then you do that for two years. So you can pick other things besides chemistry as well in yeah, eleven, twelve. You can pick six subjects that you pick. So whatever you pick in year eleven basically transfers into year twelve. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So that's very different. Uh, so in the states, we don't have the two week break. And I thought that was fantastic. Do you think that helps with, um, overwhelm if like uh, you know, say those teachers in the States went to something like that, or do you think it, um, contributes to students like losing information as you're teaching chemistry? How do you think that? Um, so I always thought that was normal. Like I quite like having the two week break and I didn't realize until talking to you and some others that that is not <laughs> maybe what the rest of the world <laughs> is like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like in my head, it makes sense. Like t- every 10 weeks or so, you, you get a two week break, which is actually really nice. Like it gives 
people like if they want to do some study if, if they do some study <laughs> um and yeah it's just i find it really good for teachers as well just because it means that we kind of get a mental break as well and can just have a bit of a chilled time before we go back into it again so yeah, i, I would think it's like kind of the best just one of the best in terms of like holiday and like structure of the school year I like it. Uh, it sounds really cool. Uh, I think it would really help. I, and I wouldn't say it's not normal. I've, I've heard other countries doing it. I just, uh, but only once I got on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's neat. So tell me then about the, the schedule in Scotland. How is it different? Um, so I would say it's actually very similar to Australia, apart from the fact of starting in January. So we start, um, in August and then we run to um, May is when April May is when um, the exams start in Scotland and then there's the summer holidays in July um, and so it is very similar so um, yeah there's well I, the thing that's different is that Christmas is like in the middle of the school year which took me a while to get used to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is weird. Like, why is there no Christmas thing? Um, so, yeah, so Christmas is in the middle. So you have two kind of short terms at the start of the year, like between like August to Christmas. And then the two long terms are like in the second half of the year. So, but yeah, it's more uh, very similar to Australia, I'd say. Like you do get those like wee little short breaks. That's um, although the holidays aren't as like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, like it's, like every council has its own like two weeks or one week or here, there and everywhere. So okay. It's not as standard. Not as standardized as like Australia sort of thing. Okay. And so let's talk about chemistry then. So in Australia, is there more of a standard like, okay, we start our chemistry course with X topics or, or in Scotland, like tell me how, how those are different, like as far as it relates to chemistry or is it just changed by councils or districts or how are you phrase it? Um, yeah, so there is like set units in um, both subjects, I suppose, um, both like both countries. So there is like unit one, unit two, unit three, and then people kind of have um, the flexibility to do whatever unit they want. Like, okay, I mean, a lot of people do kind of stick to the one, two, three, but um, yeah, it is kind of up to the individual schools what units they kind of want to teach. Um, and so yeah so that's which is quite good actually like it does give you a bit of flexibility um I would say I think that most people generally go unit one two and three just because it's kind of set up so what is in like topic wise what's in unit one two and three like a lot of chemistry teachers here will start with uh you know let's say the atom and they'll talk electron configuration and quantum numbers and some of that, or they'll start with the periodic table and then move from that. So what about you, your experience? Um, I would say like they kind of go together. Like okay. um, you kind of start off with the atom and then yes. like, but like not in much detail. Like, yes. like um, so you start off with the atom and then you go, right, here's how they arranged in the periodic table. Yes. And then you kind of go into more detail then. Right. Um, I think we talk a lot more, I'd say, in Scotland about the periodic table at the beginning 
Like we talk okay. about the outcome, but we talk about a period table in terms of like reactions a lot more at the beginning, I'd say, compared to Australia. Although it's been a while since I <laughs> so I'm like trying to like rack my brain. And I'm pretty sure they've um had a new system brought in to the oh, okay. curriculum. So I probably don't know the new like curriculum that well or at all. <laughs> I've talked to somebody recently who I'm going to have on the podcast and they had said they start with thermochemistry at the beginning of the year. And I was like, whoa, that's different. So, uh, but the more they explained it to me, it made sense. So I think uh, she's going to be on the uh, next month in October. So that'll oh, be cool. Really good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, so tell me about uh, one thing I want listeners to get out of these podcast episodes is something um, you, if you can give them an idea or something that you do really neat. So there's two things that I know that I've seen on your Instagram that you do really well. And that is the mole. Use it a really cool lab on the mole. Or uh, the other thing I think you do with this highly entertaining, at least to me is it might be environmental science, but it's alternative proteins and you make cookies out of cricket flour, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, anytime you can bring, like, food into chemistry, it's a total win. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, basically, that's, like, where I quite enjoy my lessons is, um, yeah, anything to do with food and making it relate. So, yeah, we do um, environmental science, look at alternative sources of protein, and so that's where we made, like, our cricket flowers, cricket flower cookies, (laughs) Um, which, surprisingly, I think the kids really enjoy. Like, they're kind of like, no, I don't like this. Oh, but totally. Actually, <laughs> but actually, I think they secretly love it. Also, they enjoy passing them around to the teachers just to pick on them. <laughs> I would so do that. <laughs> um, so that's really fun. The other one um, is, like, blue cheese and chocolate muffins. Make that every year. So that's always another fun, like, fun one to make, looking at, um, like, the chemical makeup of different things and why they, like, go so well together, which if you're listening to this podcast, I, I highly recommend that you just Google blue cheese and chocolate muffins and give it a go because they, they, they do taste really good. Um, <laughs> but I suppose, like, the one that I think is really, like, useful for teachers to um, to maybe have a go at is I did, like, a lesson on um, the mole and, like, trying to relate it to, like, baking. So what I did is I had, like, different um, substances, so, like, salt, um, sugar, um, bicarb soda, like, so sodium bicarbonate and things. And so what I would do is get the pupils to work out the formula mass of um, the substance. So I'd be like, right, either they, they may know the chemical symbol already, like, most kids know what salt is, um, and they can work it out themselves or I'll give them the formula and then they can work out the right. mass. And then from there, we then just weigh out. So we take a set of scales and actually weigh out what all of these things look like. And it kind of shows them that a mole is very different depending kind of on what you're looking at. So like a mole of sugar is very different to a mole of water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just a really good visual way that I, I – um, I quite enjoy doing um, just to kind of make it practical and really hands-on. Yeah. You could add like vinegar or peroxide. I could see a lot of different uh, yeah, things. So many different things. Like it's brilliant. It's, it's such a good little like lab. That's cool. I like that. That's awesome. 
Uh, so I wanted to ask, uh, would you like to teach in any other country? Is this like something you would be interested in doing? Or um, are you pretty, pretty happy in Scotland? Is it somewhere you would probably stay? Um, yeah, I, I actually think that moving country to teach is some of the best CPD. Is that what you call it? In yes, PD. Yeah, um, professional development that you will ever do. Just it really um, opened my eyes to a lot and like looking at how like working out the curriculum again and working out how to do things and like everything is like slightly different. I mean, the the um, how many decimal places on the periodic table that they put exams. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't use that specific number. All right, then I'll do this whole number. <laughs> like just like little things like that um and yes but I mean never say never like I'd love to like try out teaching in another country um right I don't know exactly where because I think I've like I've not thought oh I really want to teach there right. I mean it'd be quite interesting to teach in America because just from what I've heard it's like completely different and I think that would be a bit of an eye-opener oh and yes <laughs> a, a uh, yeah just really different um because I just recently I was having this conversation on Instagram with someone else and they were saying like there's unlimited class sizes in America is that true I would not say that's true it it depends it's going to depend on your district so each each district is going to set their own number so uh I would say common is probably 25 to 30 but if they if they teach like in a, maybe a very densely populated portion of like New York, there might be some issues. So it's going to depend on where they teach. Mm-hmm. I, so I taught, I'm, I'm uh, not the expert on this. I taught at college. So um, I've had like 50 students in my class. Um, but, and so you can have lecture halls and, you know, I'm sure university is the same, but uh, from what I understand and what I remember my high school experience, that mm, that's not the case. That's probably more an exception as, instead of a rule. Because, yeah, in so in Scotland, it's like 20 kids max in a classroom. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think Australia might be 30. I think I had 28 in one of my classes. Hmm, I think. But, yeah, um, so that was just something that I thought was quite different. Like, yeah, I quite like the 20 limit on a class. I think that's a good kind of limit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is nice to have limits. It's going to depend on the classroom size, the physical building and cause there's fire codes and stuff that you can't exceed yeah. as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. <laughs> we'll have to ask some more people in a Facebook group or something. So <laughs> maybe put a poll up and be like, what's your class limits? <laughs> oh, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that for the podcast and uh, yeah, we'll do that. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, I wanted to, before we wrap up, uh, ask you about your hobbies, because I actually am doing a blog post. And I think it's really cool when chemistry um, teachers bring in their hobbies. So there's another teacher. Um, I don't know if she'd want me mentioning it on here. I think her Instagram name is like Sweet Riff or something like that. But she does crocheting. So she crochets all these um like beakers and stuff. And she said she uses them for her students, to like calm them down before a test. And I thought that was neat. And so I've seen some of chemistry pop up in some of your hobbies. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, that's actually a really cool idea. Like the, I thought it was. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I suppose one of my hobbies is baking. 
um, and chemistry kind of pops up in that all the time. Like you can't yes. have baking without chemistry. Like right. those two go hand in hand. Um, I'd say my other hobby is like sewing and also like crocheting as well. So um, I've actually been trying to design a few like science themed designs, which I think would be really fun. Um, I haven't had much time to like actually make them yet, but I've got a few like, few ideas in my head of like science themed like cross stitches and like sewing projects and things um but yeah that's what I kind of do in my downtime because I'm like I needed something to um what's the word I'm looking for I needed something to do to just like your creative energy relax like something that is nothing to do with school at all and I'm sure a lot of listeners will be able to relate oh completely sometimes you just need to do something completely different so this year I've gotten into um sewing and a lot more so I did a lot when I was younger so yeah I've gotten into it a lot more this year and I've like been really enjoying it oh I'm a uh this is not going to surprise anybody who's seen my stuff but uh like Joanna Bassford uh she has these coloring books and I totally have a set of Prismacolor pencils and I color when I I need to turn everything off (laughs) I um yeah that and reading reading books oh yes um, that's awesome and reading books for fun and not be like oh this is like I mean it's good to read literature like teaching related literature and books and you know but sometimes it's like no I don't want a book related at all to teaching at all to anything I just want a good book <laughs> uh, funny so last question is there any advice you would like to give another teacher who's thinking about teaching in another country or doing something completely different like you did because that's a, that's a pretty brave thing to do. Um, I would say just go for it. I think just stop second guessing yourself and just like, just take the plunge. Like even for a year, you can always come back after a year. Um, I think it's like, yeah, it's so worthwhile. And I've made like a lot of really good friends and like, I mean, I'm really settled in Scotland um, and I don't think I'll go back to Australia. Cool. I'm soon like to teach or to be there, but, um yeah I I think it's really good like yeah I I highly recommend it um but yeah if you are looking for any advice or you want a few tips you can find me on um Instagram at chemistry and caffeine and I'm happy to chat over there with you guys um if anyone wants to chat about like moving schools and um moving countries I will say do your paperwork as soon as possible because the paperwork takes forever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it took nine months for my registration in school and I was like this is ridiculous like come on and then I um so I put my registration in in October before I'd even left Australia because I was like right I know like hopefully by January or something like I'll have my registration and then when I get over there I can start straight away sort of thing and anyway that was all like <laughs> very um ambitious because that did not happen and I actually got my Scottish registration for teaching on the very last day of the Scottish term before summer started (laughs) okay then (laughs) um and by then like you know all the jobs had like gone through and like you know it's just like a a disaster well not not a total disaster but it was just like took a lot longer than I expected and um yeah I will say like the job process and the job hunting for me 
was was very time consuming um and I had a lot of interesting feedback and like I had to constantly like at um interviews and like reassure them actually no I do want like a permanent job because I'm looking to stay here or like you had to like tell them no I'm not going to move away in like 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I can understand why they might think that but so yeah and anyway it was it was good it was a good experience and like yeah so put your paperwork in early and yeah I would, I would definitely encourage anybody listening to uh, follow Stacey's Instagram because, and it's chemistry and caffeine. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, uh, but it's the most encouraging account I follow. So if you're a chemistry teacher, you should, you should definitely follow that. <laughs> it's cool. I, love I, it. haven't, um, I haven't posted much on there recently because it's been summer and I've just been doing all my other things, but um, in August when school goes back, I'll definitely be getting back on there again. So you'll probably see my teary face show up. Awesome. Well, I've been, you've noticed I've taken a break from Instagram as well. I pop in here and there, but uh, it, it's hard to do all these social media things. <laughs> oh, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I've really enjoyed it. And we'll put links to all that in the show notes and uh, I'll talk to you on Instagram. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for having me again. It was a blast. Good. Bye. Bye.